The reading this morning is taken from Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 24, then going through to chapter 2, verse 5. I am now rejoicing in my suffering for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known. The mystery that's been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is he whom we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil and struggle with all the energy that he powerfully inspires within me. For I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those in Laodicea and for all who have not seen my face, seen me face to face. I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of Christ's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I'm saying this so that no one may deceive you with plausible arguments, for though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, and I rejoice to see your morale and the firmness of your faith in Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, This passage may seem really familiar to you because we looked at it last week. Uh, This week we're looking at the passage from a slightly different angle and considering a similar topic. We're continuing to consider uh, maturity and how God works maturity in us. And we looked at maturity in general last week. This week we're looking at maturity through suffering. Uh, I wonder how, how to ask yourself the question, how, how do I react to suffering when you haven't had enough sleep because you stayed up too late, that suffering that you've caused yourself? <laughs> uh, may, maybe you're disconnected from the world, but how do you react to suffering in general? What's your general way of coping when life gets hard? Some of us like to to run and hide. Uh, Sometimes we run and hide from some things and we face other things. Uh, Maybe you're someone that stands and and fights and and works against it. Uh, Maybe you've got things that you do. Um, Maybe you like to eat when when life gets hard. Maybe you escape in other ways uh, from suffering. Ask yourself the question, how do I react to suffering? I know... Uh, for, for myself, uh, I find some kinds of suffering uh, easy to fight against and uh, I, I have a problem in terms of when I experience physical suffering, I'm willing to push through it and my body doesn't always like that. <laughs> but sometimes when I personally experience emotional suffering, I, I, I want to retreat from it. Uh, when COVID hit at the start of 2020, 
I finished up a role with a plan in my mind as to what life was going to look like and suddenly I was told I, I couldn't apply for positions because it was all stopping and there's a whole backstory there that I'm not going to share with you. But for me, that was emotionally a really difficult time. Uh, I realized in the, in the middle of that as I retreated within myself, I retreated rather than embracing suffering, uh, that actually a lot of my identity had been wrapped up in what I was doing and suddenly I wasn't able to do what I was wanting to do and what I felt like I was called to do, I wasn't able to do. And for me, that was an experience of suffering. Uh, I have challenges with my knees uh, because my party trick when I was younger was to jump off the garage roof for my friends. I was suffering the, the consequences of my own, but I'm willing to push through that. Uh, there's lots of different suffering we experience in life. Uh, some of the suffering is the suffering of our own choosing from a late night and having to cope with lack of sleep. Some of the suffering uh, is suffering that comes just because other people have made choices that affect us. Some suffering comes because uh, we live in a world that is broken. It doesn't really work uh, all the time. We have bodies that don't really work all the time. Uh, we have uh, a system in our world that will not be made new into the new heavens and the new earth where we experience the brokenness, the groaning of the world that we live in. How, how do you react to suffering when life gets difficult? Do you run? Do you hide? Do you press in? Uh, Paul in Colossians tells us a little bit about how he reacts to suffering and how he actually embraces suffering. So if you've got your Bible open, we're on page 957. Paul says this, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. I rejoice and in my flesh I'm completing what is lacking in Christ's affliction. We, we talked about this last week that he's not saying there was anything insufficient as to what Jesus did on the cross, but the full working out of that in life, in reality, in terms of the maturing and growing of the church had not been accomplished. That's something Jesus gave to us. And so that was what is the continued work of Christ flowing from the cross, but Paul rejoices in suffering and he rejoices because he knows he takes joy in what is uh, going to happen as a result of his suffering. He, he wants the maturity of the church. And so Paul's uh, goal for us, we talked about this last week, is we'd be encouraged in heart, united in love, you'd have full riches of assured understanding, you'd know God's mystery that is Christ. Uh, you'd know Christ as the one in whom is hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge and that you'd have a faith that is firm and not easily moved. So Paul's suffering that this purpose would be accomplished in the church. Uh, Paul, uh, when he suffered, uh, wrote down wisdom for the church so that it may be communicated on. And we today still reap the benefit of Paul choosing suffering rather than an easy life. We today. So for the joy set before him, what was part of the joy? He knew that what he did was going to impact generations that he would never see. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that an amazing thought? I don't know about you, but when I am experience suffering in life, I just want it to finish. I, I, I want life to be peaceful. Uh, I want life to be easier. 
Have you found joy in the middle of suffering? I wonder, that's a, that's a tricky thought. Uh, while I can embrace and tolerate physical suffering, I'm challenged by emotional suffering. When suffering is caused by others for me and it's injustice, I'm willing to fight that one. <laughs> and, and maybe I should sometimes be willing to suffer. Uh, Paul in Romans 5 uh, says this, and we read it last week, I'm going to read it again, it's up on the screen for you. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access into the grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. There's a bit of a pattern there you can see in that, that uh, as we embrace uh, what God is wanting to do in the middle for us of suffering, uh, we can experience uh, this growing in endurance, that we can endure what is tough, uh, that we can uh, see through that endurance that character is formed in us, uh, that we are grown as a person, matured as a person, uh, and we can see the, the hope that's produced, the hope, because we can see that God's at work. Uh, people will say a leopard doesn't change its spots. Uh, people don't change. People uh, are the same. But the truth of the gospel is it changes us. And so why is hope produced for us? Because we see change as we embrace what God has for us in a difficult season of life. But I, I wonder... We boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. I can do that one. Uh, and not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings. Is that something you do? <laughs> uh, I've suffered so much. You, you, you would not believe how bad my week has been. Uh, uh, and we share our suffering and someone else thinks, oh, well, that doesn't really seem much. You, you mean you, you lack sleep because you stayed up too late uh, watching whatever you watched on Netflix? That, that's, that's not real suffering. <laughs> but so, so we can look at it and go, hang on, well, well, how, does, how does that work? Well, what's he actually talking about? Uh, the word boast there is the same word as, as take pride in or to glory in. So we glory in our hope of sharing the glory of God. What was the glory of God? The glory of God that was displayed on the cross in the redemption of humanity as Jesus laid down his life. So the glory of God displayed through Jesus as Jesus is lifted high in suffering and then raised conquering death and evil. So there's a, there's a glory in suffering that God has displayed to us through Jesus that what is a greater good can be accomplished through the laying down of one's life. That's a kingdom principle that's shown to us through Jesus' work on the cross. So we, we see the glory of God there, and not only that, but we also glory in our sufferings. What is that? Because we are seeing a greater picture happen than is what we're experiencing as a victim, which is what we often feel like, of suffering. So we can glory or take pride in. Uh, I wonder if you can look back at a time in your life which was hard and go, I'm so glad I went through that time because I can see what God has done through it. 
It's really hard in the middle of suffering or, or difficult times to, to look back and go, yeah, I, I can take joy in this. But in retrospect, I, I can look at times and seasons and say, I'm, I'm so glad I went through this because I can see how God has worked and I wouldn't give it up for anything. That's a, that's a really big and a challenging thought. But how do we react to suffering? If I react to suffering like I'm a victim of what's happened, and I think, poor me, uh, where's God? What's he doing? Why has he done this to me? And I turn inwards upon myself, and I turn away from God, and I turn away from what he's got for suffering in me. At the end of suffering, you'll look back and go, that was the worst ever. I don't think I ever want to go through that. Uh, how did God use that? Uh, this, is, this was pointless. Uh, I don't understand. And so in the middle of suffering, we're, we're asking these questions. There's a, there's a big theological question. Where is God in the middle of my suffering? Where is God in the, the middle of difficult circumstances in life? And some people would like to say, God, this is all your fault. I'm like Job, uh, and you've done this to me. I would like to just encourage you that that's really bad theology. When we look at an Old Testament story, we insert ourselves into it and say, God is working in this way, the same way that he did to Job uh, in my life without a deep revelation from God that this is what he's doing. Then it's really bad theology. See, Job's Job. And with Job, uh, what uh, God did is he had a conversation with the enemy and the enemy said, would you give me someone? He said, I'll give you Job and you'll see uh, what this faithful one will show you. And Job suffers greatly. And their enemy sees what was actually in Job through suffering, that the character, what was inside him, is actually revealed. But I'm not Job, you're not Job. So we can't assume that when we suffer, it's because God has said, here, this is for you, this is my Job. <laughs> Unless you get a really deep revelation that that is what it is, and I'd encourage you, you want it confirmed by multiple people. Instead, when we suffer, we suffer because we're in a broken world where we experience suffering because the, the body doesn't work the, the way uh, it should, the world doesn't work the way it should, people work against us, systems are not perfect, and we are not perfect. We suffer because as a consequence of decisions that we make. So where is God uh, in the middle of suffering? He's not sitting up there like a judge uh, waiting to say, uh, you've done a really bad job. I can't believe you handled this this way. You've not measured up. I thought you were better than that. They're our thoughts. They're not God's thoughts. Uh, the, the thoughts that come from the enemy are, he's done this to you. Uh, God's not good. You can't trust him. Thoughts that come from the enemy but where is God in our suffering? God's wanting to meet us in, in the middle. There's neither height nor depth nor width or breadth that can separate us from the love of God. Jesus says, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And so in the middle of suffering, God is wanting us to meet him. And as we meet and discover who he wants to be for us, in those suffering seasons of life, we discover the height, the width, the depth, and the breadth and the love of God, even in this, even in this pain, even in this difficulty. Yeah, we discover bits about who we are, 
that we're imperfect, that we don't always react well when, when we suffer. But God, in the middle of that, as we discover who he is and who he wants to be for us in that season, brings transformation to us. See, Paul's goal for us uh, is also that we would be encouraged, that we would know that we are loved, that we were, would be at peace, that we would be assured, that we'd have deep relationships that carry us through suffering, that we'd be empowered by God, secure, unafraid, wise, confident. That doesn't make suffering easy. And what we experience as suffering, others may find easy. And what others suffer through, we may find easy. So let me encourage you, never judge someone else's suffering. But for each of us, God wants to meet with us in order to minister to us what is uh, not only necessary to be sustained, but to be strengthened and endure. When, when we choose faithfulness, when life is difficult, we see God's faithfulness. When, when I'm looking and turned in on myself and... and uh, it's okay to have moments where you, you, you say, why is this? Why is this happening? And pour out to your, your heart to God. That's, that's what the Psalms are for the large part about. God's okay with that. God can handle our questions and the challenges. But God wants us to return, like the psalmist often you see return to him, to look at him and to see something bigger than ourselves. See, how we handle suffering is really important. How we handle it is important because we, like Paul, can have a picture bigger than ourselves or we can have a picture just of ourselves. If I've got a picture of just me and I suffer through something, everyone around me is going to suffer as well, <laughs> aren't they? If it's just about me and what could go better for me than everyone else will suffer. But if I have a picture and you and I have a picture that is bigger than ourselves, that God has a purpose even in this, uh, that he will work even this for good, uh, that he has a purpose for his church, that he has a purpose in this world, that one day he will make everything right. But now in the middle, he's wanting to work powerfully. If we have a view that is bigger than ourselves, then our suffering will produce a benefit for others we can take pride in the way that we have endured with god because that will be for infinite eternal benefit for others maybe we'll be like paul that there will be generations that we do not see the benefit as a result of how we have suffered well and sought god's glory through this period of difficulty that's, a, that's an amazing thought. If the other option is we suffer and rather than affecting positively the people around us, we infect negatively those who are around us. Now suffering is, is never, it's never easy and it's really hard to gain perspective. But in the middle of suffering, God wants us to gain perspective on who he is who he wants to be to us, who we are. Maybe the, the area that uh, we could grow 
And when you find the end of yourself, which suffering often does, uh, you discover how he can extend you as a person to grow into the image of Christ. And often in, in suffering, we, we find a, a calling of it and a purpose for how we can bring strength to others. Because do you know what? As we find strength in God's hand, as we find that he's the one that upholds us even in difficulty, do you know what we have? We have a story or a testimony that we can share with others. When you find the strength of God's hand upholding you, you have a story and a testimony that can sustain others through their times of challenge and difficulty. So there's a choice. Uh, do I turn in? Do I run away? Uh, do I blame? Or do I turn towards, look upwards and look forward? Uh, you know, for the, the joy set before him, Jesus endured the suffering of the cross. So for the joy set before him, the, the joy, what was the joy? It was us. It was eternity bought for us. It was the redemption of God's people, the inclusion of not only Jews but Gentiles, all people in the kingdom. I wonder if you could gain fresh perspective on maybe difficulties you're experiencing now in the middle of life. I'm confident that God has a purpose for each of us uh, in the middle of suffering. Even though he's not the cause of it, he will work it for good. And so then the challenge becomes, Lord God, what are you going to do here? How are you going to show your faithfulness? Where will I see the, the fruit of what you will do? And hope is produced in us. And as we have hope, we can share hope with others. Uh, let me pray for us and invite God to do, just do some of that work uh, for us. God wants to meet each of you where you're at with what you need in order to sustain, strengthen you and enable you to be uh, all that you can be in this world. So Lord God, thank you uh, that you are our strength even in the middle of suffering. Thank you that suffering isn't an unknown quantity to you. Thank you that you're not uh, distant. Thank you, Lord, that you don't just uh, have sympathy, but you have empathy because you understand. Uh, Lord, it's easy to question your goodness in the middle of suffering. It's can often really difficult to endure. It's really difficult, Lord, to resist the easy path in life. Lord, you call us down a, a harder path of, of learning and growth and maturing in Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you're not absent from that, but you're empowering that by your Holy Spirit.
Lord, we invite you into the middle of difficulty and suffering that we are each experiencing at the moment. Lord, where we've seen ourselves as a, as a victim and turned and hid and even hid our face from you, Lord, forgive us. Lord, thank you that you have uh, what we need for this season of life. Thank you that you are the source of what we need. Thank you, Lord, that even when we don't know what we need, you do. You understand and you minister grace upon grace to each of us. And so, Lord, we ask for each uh, person to have the grace for the season that they're in. And, Lord, as you give us the grace to endure, uh, give us the perspective to look beyond, uh, thank you that... Lord, you enable us to do that uh, with not a light understanding, but a deep understanding. Thank you, Lord, that you can use what we endure and, and push through in you uh, to be of blessing and benefit to others. So, Lord, give us courage to embrace difficulty that we would see your glory come as a result. Lord, uh, we don't have the answer to why uh, for everything that happens. Uh, we don't understand. We, we know in the fullness of time we will see the full picture. In heaven, everything is made perfect. And thank you, Lord, right here in the now uh, that you are making us like Jesus. So do that work. Continue that work of making us like Jesus that we would bring uh, glory to you as he did. And we pray this in his name. Amen.